Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends giggle, snort, recap, and review their way through romance novels. Last week, we experienced part one of Anne Gracie's The Autumn Bride. We met Abby Chantry and her three chance sisters after a harrowing brothel escape and various other cat burglary escapades, which brought them into the home of the magnificent Lady Beatrice. My lady love cup runneth over. Enter Lady B's nephew, Max, a towering Viking of suspicion and a hefty helping of lust for our pure-hearted Abby. When we left them, they just survived an alleyway attack and brawl, which culminated in a hot and heavy makeout session. So much adrenaline, and there wasn't even a car chase. Can they overcome their initial differences and obstacles? After all, he is technically engaged to someone else. Let's find out! So he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, there's nothing to be sorry about. And then he's like, you have blood on your back. And she's yeah. like, it's not my blood, it's your blood. We and then they realize it's a big stab. <laughs> It's a slash. It's a big stab. Big stab. Big stab. Big slash. No. In fact, it's hilarious because I highlighted this and I wrote big stab (laughs) because of firelight. Um, And then, like a paragraph later, it literally says, it was not a deep cut, but a slash. (laughs) I laughed so hard. Wait, that doesn't mean you won the argument about firelight. No, I did. That means that in this particular book, it was a slash. The things have nothing to do with each no, other. It means that I won the argument in Firelight during our Firelight episode, and it now I am not. just further no. vindicated. He was a healing <laughs> demon. That could have been the biggest stab in the world. They could have stabbed it him was a slash. through the neck. He was like it Wolverine was, or whatever. No, it was a deep slash, but it was a slash nonetheless. It was not a puncture. It was it was a slash. It was okay. a big slash. <laughs> yes. Anyway, but this one. Is a I would say a medium slash. Yeah, yeah, it's a respectable slash. Yeah, it's a slash that we need to be a little concerned about. She had to tourniquet it. Yes. So, yeah. so they get home and everybody's out of the kitchen, and she's like, "I need to take care of this." And he's like, "You know, they're both really awkward because of the kiss. A lot of male stubbornness going on. A lot yeah. of male stubbornness. Yeah." So she's taking care of everything, and I think he's going to apologize, like, again. He apologizes, like, ten times for smooching her, and it just makes her feel worse and worse and worse every time. Because it always does. Mm Mm-hmm. I just feel like we skipped... Oh, you know what? We did skip something. Before the whole thing... No, but it's important. What's-her-face's friend, the one that wrote the letter, she comes over, and they read books to her and stuff. Oh, yeah. I thought that was after this, but sure. So... No, Lady the, Bedlington she came or whatever. over before this. And then, yeah. anyway, they get interested in books and eventually they start like a literary society. Up until this point, like Lady Beatrice hasn't read in a really long time because her eyes are bad. So the girls will read her various Jane Austen works. It's always Jane Austen. Also, every chapter of this and I think the rest of the books, definitely book two as well, opens up with a Jane Austen quote. Mm-hmm. So. The the lady shows up and, sh- and she's like, I know this is a weird request, but why don't you sit down? We're just going to finish this chapter. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, Lady Bedlington or whatever her name is, is really into it. And they decide that they're going to do the literary society, but it's not going to be like a normal hoity-toity. Everybody tries to one-up each other with their knowledge of 
of metaphors and and mm-hmm. figurative literature and um instead everybody's just gonna show up they're gonna read some chapters of a book eat tea and cakes and gossip mm-hmm. <laughs> which sounds like the best book club ever yeah because max has forbidden lady beatrice from taking these girls out into society which she desperately right. wanted to do but she's like i can start a literary society the type of thing the young men would want to bring their aunts and mothers to. Mm-hmm. And when they bring them, they may see that we have some beautiful young ladies here that they mm-hmm. may want to stay. And like, so yes. she's she's plotting. Oh, and the other thing that happens is the lady comes over for dinner at some point. I don't remember if it's before or after this. But um, Lady Beatrice creates this whole story about how the girls are her nieces from a dalliance that her mother Uh had when she supposedly died but she didn't actually die she just went off to venice to marry a venetian Venetian man mark marchese yeah whose name was angelo chancellato because max is questioning her the whole time in front of mrs bedlingtonham Right. And he's like, listen, <laughs> Chance doesn't really sound like a Venetian name. And he right. keeps calling him an Italian. And then Aunt Beatrice will correct him and be like, Venetian. It's very right. different. It's the one with the canals. And then Aunt Beatrice will then accidentally say Italian. And Max is like, I thought he was Venetian. And she's like, oh, I'm glad you're paying attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, Chance isn't a very Venetian name, is it? And she's like, well, it used to be Chancellato. But of but course, it's been just, Americanized. We've anglicized or, I'm sorry, it. Ang- England. Anglicized. England did. England times did. Yeah. So um, it's so freaking cute. There's like an Austrian lord involved at yeah. some other point. It's like great. it's a whole thing. And then they straight up tell Mrs. Bedlington that, that it's not it is true. a lie. But then when the literary society starts coming well, over no, 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 and there's and all these people. No, 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 no. Wait. So Max is like, none of this is true. Mm-hmm. And Lady Beatrice like sort of is like, pay attention to him. Yeah. Like, he's he's it's living in ignorance. It's hard for him to accept. Yeah, it's just like a, a family scandal. scandal and he just doesn't. It's, there's an Ugh. Italian involved, and it's a whole thing. <laughs> what I've learned from these books is like when an Italian gets involved, it oh, gets boy. really confusing and difficult for everybody to deal with. It is. It absolutely is. So when all of the okay, so two things. One, the scene with taking care of the wound is important because yes. a she sees him fully shirtless and he is hotty McHot hot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. B, it gets broken up because her sisters come in and they're like, you were targeted. But why would you be targeted? Why mm-hmm. would somebody want to like if it's not Mort, the guy who ran the brothel? Right. He wouldn't know our name. Well, she opens up the letter that she went to the post office for. Yeah. And it's addressed to her, but it's got a blank letter in it. And she's like, uh-huh. what the hell? And Max is like, well, it's definitely bait. They sent a letter for you and then they waited to see who would pick it up. And then they tried to stab you in the face. Right. And she's like, no, surely not. And he's like, come on, bitch. So he's very like, who's trying to murder you? You know who's trying to... People don't just not know who's trying to murder them, especially ladies about London. You know, like, you know what's up. And she's like, of course I don't know who's trying to murder me. Right. And and to be fair, she doesn't. But she knows more than she's telling. (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, Daisy was pretty adamant that this guy that runs the brothel is going to come after them, especially if she's written a letter to the police, which she has. So... It's pretty clear that it's this brothel dude. So also in her inner monologue, we get the whole story about her like previous beau, Lawrence, yeah. which just bears mentioning because it's so fucking this sad. Fucker. The first family that she was a governess for had a son that came home 
and he like courted her for like you know a week but that's all it takes i've i've watched oh, the yeah. movie of pride and prejudice here's a confession <laughs> never Tell read pride everything. and prejudice i've not i haven't either what? i haven't read it either no nope, haven't we read it do that like for like 100 uh, episodes that sounds terrible <laughs> what <laughs> it sounds very you like know? i like we just no. lost here's the thing. 300 listeners here's the thing that's i would a, like to that's a slice. do that no it's not because here's the thing i love the story but i love watching like reincarnations of it every time i read one of the jane austen quotes at the beginning of this chapter i was like i like reading about england times but i don't think i want to read in england times that's how i feel God. yeah like i would i would See, have I to read a couple of those it. sentences oh no i would have to read that thing like three oh times no, just dude, to make sure we are hemorrhaging listeners right now <laughs> Can you imagine? Already on the on the friendship cult, they're saying things about like needing to discipline us. And, I like, know. What did she, what did what's her face say? She said we need. What she was she like, say? we're gonna have to be tasks ma- taskmasters task to get us to getting the reading the list. And I was like, this is a this is a cult, you bitches. You can't taskmaster us. And they're like, oh, maybe you need to pin the pin the list on the top of the thing. I'm like we make the ideas around here. Can you imagine? Also, so I had an idea. The We're going to start pinning them. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the mutiny that's going to be on our hands if we start no. talking about how we don't like Pride and Prejudice? Ugh, they right. are going to just take over the podcast. Like, they're going to be might. at our house. They might. Oh, no. Yeah. And then it's just going to be us calling each other every week, alone again, with our one <laughs> I still listener. like it. <laughs> our one loyal listener. I am fine with that who do you think it is who do you think was our first one listener oh i don't know i don't know i don't know but we're gonna start like spartacus is gonna start echoing (laughs) all across the world (laughs) because they've already been fucking adorable about it (laughs) unless they love pride and prejudice we've lost some spartaki for sure (laughs) okay so he's trying to help her and she's like we gotta talk about lawrence oh so he courted her for like a week which is the length of time you need to and he's like you know walking around in the park with her with this hand in her hand in the crook you know like a gentleman (laughs) and stuff and he's like talking to her about her hopes and dreams and blah 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 Uh and then one night he grabs a boob and she's like oof this is going pretty fast but he super loves me and he told her he wants to marry her and all that kind of stuff oh yeah so one night he slips into her room gets on top of her and she's kind of like no but she's also kind of like yes because she super loves him and also like she was so lonely and didn't know anyone for like years because all she did was governess all day and then his parents break in on them and blame her because i think well the dad blames her the mom is understanding because i think she he like grabs something lawrence was betrothed she explained but young men had needs the same thing had happened to the last governess is what the mother said. Yeah. So the mom gave her. I'm a sorry. Good reference. Young men have needs. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying she was like woke. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that she's not. She's not like the dad who is like, you put a spell on him. Is you this witch. What England Times woke is. Yes. Is like, but young men have needs. Yeah, boys <laughs> will be boys. The most woke you get. Young men have needs. I'll give you a good reference. Still, <laughs> that is as woke as we get. Yeah. Uh, and she also said if Abby found herself with child that the family would deny it. How woke. <laughs> Super woke. 
England. She got a reference, didn't she? Hashtag England times woke. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And also, she saw him one more time before she left and the family left. Oh, and that fucker. She said, you said we were to be married. And he said, why would I marry you? You're poor. You're plain. And all I ever wanted from you was what I nearly got last night. But you had to go and screech, didn't you? Oh. So she thinks she's the ugliest, plainest, most horriblest oh, yeah. thing. And, and she that's... thinks her that kiss was all her fault. And she understands Completely. why he keeps apologizing because he didn't actually want to kiss her. And oh, yeah. it's just awful. Oh. So he's like, I what I came to talk to you about was I bought this house and I want you to be the one to like decide where furniture goes and make it a home and mm-hmm. like, i don't want to leave my my aunt to do it because she's too enfeebled so do you want to come look at the house mm-hmm. and they have this adorable little outing but she's finally like i think it's going to be too in her inner monologue she's like it's too hard to, to make think a about- home for you and your new wife awful yeah because he's about to go up to north england to like iron everything out and She's like, you should just leave me to do this because I can't imagine, like, I just keep imagining making our home Mm -hmm. and I don't want to think about it anymore. And then during a quiet moment, he says, about yesterday, he began, I'm, and she said, uh please, if you tell me you're sorry for kissing me one more time, I'll scream. There was a short silence and she turned her head for a quick glance at him and he seemed to be trying not to smile. Actually, I was going to say that I'm certain you you and your sisters are in some kind of trouble. And if you could only bring yourself to trust me, I'm sure I could help. Oh, Abby felt herself blushing. He hadn't even given the kiss a second thought. And then he says, I apologize for the kiss, but I'm not sorry. Not sorry. And she's like, oh, shit. He was into it. He wants all of this. All of this. I wish I could say it's on, but it's still not. It's still not on. (laughs) It's it's not on for 300 pages of this book. No, no. But (sighs) but I will say that there was enough. And even when it is on, the the sex is pretty mediocre in my humble opinion. I was not moved by it at all. I was. However, were you good? Uh Maybe I should reread it. I don't know. But I was so into it for just the actual romance and Mm -hmm. the lady love that... I never, I was never pissed. I was never bored. I was never anything. So mm-hmm. she does this whole thing. He goes to Manchester. That's right. Because that's where his fiance Henrietta is because he's got to yeah. make arrangements for his wedding. But little does he know that Henrietta and her father have come to London to make arrangements for the wedding. What that's right. a happenstance. What? Also, they have the first meeting of the Literary Society and it's a big hit, but that doesn't yeah. matter. So they show up at Lady Beatrice's door. He is totally vulgar and a laborer and like a super rich one. But but like Lady Beatrice is just all a flutter in a bad way because he's talking about money. He's talking about success. He's talking about this. He's talking about that. The girl is 18 and she seems like nothing sauce. And Lady Beatrice is finally putting all the pieces together. And she's like, this motherfucker I thought that she was this older woman who like mm-hmm. got his heart and was making him keep a promise. But there's no way a goddamn nine year old girl would mm-hmm. do this. No, no, no. This is about money. This mm-hmm. is about something else. And she knows his uncle that left them in ruin. And he's like, and she gets it. She figures it yeah. out. 
yeah. that he needed to. So what happened was this. What happened was. He found this guy, met this lord at a thing. Uh, yeah. He's not a, no, he's not a part of the gentry at all. He's oh just, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, I I'm never, I'm, I'm just kn- making sure the, everybody The way knows. that you were like, Aaron. Oh, and it's like, sorry. come on, Melody. I, I just pulled a you? word. Yeah, you know I just pulled a word <laughs> out of the air and that so this I didn't want to confuse Earl, our very what very is astute listener. What is Henry? He's just a man of industry. This man of industry mm. that he met had had a thing and he he loaned Max. He bought the house. He bought Davenham House in London under the agreement that Aunt Beatrice could leave right. live there as long as she wanted. So she's never owned the house. This guy has owned right. the house the whole time. And he loaned Max the amount of money he needed to go off sailing and become a spice colonist, um, <laughs> colonialist mm-hmm. person. And he loaned him that money to get his sailboat or whatever. And then Max promised him that he would marry his daughter when she came of age. In addition to paying everything off with with sure. interest. Yep. So he told this guy, Henry Parslow, that he would be able to pay everything back and come back to England within 10 years. He did it in nine with a fortune. Hey, oh. So he's really impressive. But now he's got to pay his almost literal pound of flesh. And, you know, good for Henry Parslow, though, because he, like, invested in this 18-year-old who he didn't know. I mean, like, this guy's not a bad guy. No, no, not at all. He's just very insistent, and he's Mm -hmm. got his priorities a little messed up. But, you know, it's England times. Yeah. So Max comes back, and he's like, fuck me sideways. She was never supposed to figure out this girl's age until we were married, because she's going to figure it all out, the Mm -hmm. smart old bird. Yeah. And they have a whole talk, and she's like, how bad was it? And he's like, Aunt Beatrice, you, you, you don't have even no know. idea. And Beatrice <laughs> is like, we had a trust, and you can't get into a trust. And he's like, he got into the trust. Like, you don't right. understand. This was real bad. And she's like, okay, yeah. well, I get why he did this. I understand how this was all set up, but you've paid him back in full. So, mm-hmm. and with interest. And so and he's paid why back. are you breaking three people's hearts? And he's like, three people's hearts? And she's like, come on now are you the blindest blind man and he's like okay i know why she loves me and i loves her and then (laughs) she's like you know you just gotta break your promise and he's all like my honor because that's a thing right fucking england times yeah so what is the catalyst that makes him oh somebody's almost abducted jane and damaris Mm -hmm. damaris are almost abducted out front because after the fight he hired two more giant burly footmen mm-hmm. to follow them around. But Jane, being the idiotic 17-year-old that she is, is like, we're not in any danger. And she mm-hmm. and Damaris keep on going on like these little tiny outings without the fucking footmen. So as they're right outside the house, they almost get carted off in a carriage by two. Well, Jane almost Just does. Jane. Damaris, yeah, Damaris gets knocked down in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But three dudes intercede. Mm-hmm. And they save them, and it's great. What I liked was when Abby scolded Jane about this. She said, mm-hmm. look at your little excursions. Look at what almost happened. And she's like, and I don't mean that you were almost abducted. I mean that you nearly got these two footmen fired for not yes. looking after you good enough. Good attitude, Abby. She's a good dude. Good work. Abby's an excellent human. So after all of this happens, this is when she spills everything, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. He pulls her into a side room and he's like, you have got to tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. She's like, fucking fine. Here it so is. So she tells him everything, thinking that he's going to be totally disgusted with her and completely disappointed. Mm-hmm. And he says, he, I have to he think. says, I, I need time to think. And, and then, then immediately fucks off. <laughs> and then 30 minutes later, <laughs> he takes Daisy somewhere. And they're uh-huh. like, ah, to a Daisy magistrate. Didn't do wrong. Dear God. And yeah, takes Daisy to a magistrate. And she's like, Daisy is the hero of this story. Uh-huh. Like, Daisy didn't do anything. So they're all freaking out. Lady Beatrice is like, you got to trust him. He's mm-hmm. a good boy. He would never do anything to hurt us. Then, unbeknownst <sighs> to them, but beknownst to us, he goes to see Henrietta in the hotel room. Well, he really goes to see her father, but Henrietta is there in the hotel room. And he's like, well, first he goes to see her and her dad. And he's like, this 18-year-old girl doesn't want to marry me. I'm 30 or whatever. And so he's like, do you really want to marry me? And she's like, yes, my lord. And he's like, but like, really, though, if it weren't, if there were nothing, you want to marry me, you, me, you want that. And she's like, of course, my lord. And like, very, yeah. and he's like, okay, there's no way getting it out of it that way. So he goes to see her father and he's going to call it off. But he's not there. Only she's there. And she looks really startled when he shows up. Yeah. She's, they're like bags packed and it's all very odd. Yeah. And he's like, hey, we can't get married. And she's like, not even phased by it. She's like, okay, can you just not tell my dad till tomorrow, though? Yeah. And he's like, I guess Fine. I can do that okay. for you. Yeah. Like, sure. So then tomorrow comes. Tomorrow happens. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. First, Daisy comes home and she tells them the best thing ever. He mm-hmm. takes him to, to takes Daisy to the magistrate. She gets carted around to all these other magistrates. And all the magistrates give her tiny cakes and she That's is right. like in heaven. She's like, you would not believe the tiny cakes that all these magistrates <laughs> have. And everybody's like, that's not the story, Daisy. And Daisy, she's like, you focus. wouldn't think that you could get full on tiny cakes, but you can <laughs> if you eat enough tiny cakes. That's like, right. I love her. She's the best. So uh, our outspoken, ethical, absolutely beautiful of heart, Daisy. She's so good. Her and her cockney ass. Her crazy limp. Oh, yeah. Daisy has a crazy limp. One of her legs is shorter than the other. Yeah, because I think she suffered some pretty bad childhood abuse. And it's all a thing. Oh, our beautiful Daisy. So she gets carted around to all these magistrates and they get people from out of town to come in because Bow Street, the the main house of justice or Mm -hmm. whatever, has been compromised. Mm -hmm. And Mort is getting, he's got spies up in there. So they round everybody up and Mort gets arrested. He is definitely going to hang. He's going to hang for this, for the ruination of so many women. So many of the women's. And then um, Daisy's like, and don't worry, I told him about all of his satellite offices, too. Yeah. And it's a whole great thing. And then gave me more cakes. And I got so many tiny cakes. Um, so, so, yeah. Then the next morning happens. Yeah. He's about to tell Abby because he he thinks that he can't tell Abby that how much he loves her until he's completely and utterly done with the parcel. Well, he's going to go over and tell Henry Parslow. Because now it's the next yes. day, and Henrietta said, don't tell him to the next day, but now it is, so he's getting ready to go tell Henry. But then Henry bursts up in the house and is like, dad, so much stuff. Meanwhile, Daisy has gotten a letter, and she opens it, and it says... No, 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 Abby got the letter. That's what yes. I meant. Abby right. got the letter, and she opens it up, and it says something like, to... Get the fuck out of town. You're a whore. And to all the sisters, so-called sisters, who are also whores and sluts. And that's all she can read. 
before Mm -hmm. Henry and Burson and Max is there. So she like folds it up and stuffs it in her sleeve. And she's like real rattled by this because that is not England times talk. That is not the proper decorum, everyone. Right. And Henry's like, you guys won't believe this. Henrietta has run off with the son of a clergy footman carriage guy. Nope. With my secretary. Sure. Yep. (laughs) That is the same. Yep. I knew it was somebody (laughs) who was a worker and not a ton. So then she ran off with him and she's gone. And he's blaming her. He's blaming Max. And he's like, and Max is like, I haven't told. Because he knew he went there that night. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't told Abby that I loves her yet. So Henry Parslow is like, all right, I'll keep my fucking mouth shut. Right. But you got to go help me stop this thing. And this is when Abby gives him a dressing down. And you know how I feel about those two. So he, she's like, how dare you? Because he says you? he's going to disown Henrietta. Yeah. And she's like, you will not disown her. How dare you? And like, and like, why would you even want to to make your dreams happen through your daughter? Like, why aren't you going for a knighthood yourself? And all this nonsense. And um, it's obviously a trigger for her because mm-hmm. it's literally what happened to her parents. Right. And so he's like, okay, I won't disown her and I'll like do the wedding or whatever. But they still got to yeah. go after her because you know what happens when girls go off with guys. If you've seen the movie Pride and Prejudice. They're going you, to Gretna Green. You got to track them down immediately and get yeah. them married to each other. Yeah. So Henry asks max to go with him and help and max is like of course i will and so abby's got tears in her eyes and she's like okay well i'll, I'll in her mind she's like i'm never gonna see him again and in his mind he's like oh she knows that i love her and she mm-hmm. knows i'm coming back for her mm-hmm. and he gives her like a like a meaningful hand squeeze or something no no it's a palm kiss you know how intimate those are oh jesus they actually yeah i'm fanning myself oh, she, right now she's because that herself. is yeah it was a palm kiss and a face <laughs> caress but she thinks he's off to get her away from this guy to marry her himself. Yes. Because she doesn't know that she he's called it off. Yeah. So he gets back two days later. I'm so glad they fast forwarded that shit. Same. I was like, he's going Same. off to the thing. Oh, my God. And this is an hour ago. And I still have like 50 pages left in this thing. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck. And then the next page is five days later, Max returned. And I was like, good girl. Ah. Autumn Bride author whose name I cannot. Anne Gracie. Anne Gracie. Good good. girl, Anne Gracie. Yep. Okay. So he shows up and Featherby's like, the girls are gone. And he's like, what? Gone. So he goes up to Lady Beatrice and he's like, what the fuck is happening? And she's like, like, well. They fucking left because you're an idiot. Yeah. You didn't tell anybody how you felt. You just went off to slay dragons and you didn't use your words, you fucker. Women need words is what she says. Women don't want actions. They don't want to be saved. They want to hear how you feel. That's right. Or at least we need the two hand in hand. And he's like, well, where have they gone? And she's like, I don't know where they've went. Yeah, and like, does this whole thing. And he's just like, them? oh, my God, I'm such a more. Yeah, she's like, how can we ever find them? He's like, I'm such a moron. And he's like, oh, my God. And I love her so much. And what have I done? And then she's like, I Jokes. sent them in a carriage with Featherby. And I have their address there in Bath. <laughs> And he's like, how dare you? Why would you make me go through all of that? And she's like, because I needed you to understand how stupid you were, basically. Yeah. Oh, and can we you know? also say, like, halfway through this thing, Lady Beatrice has dyed her hair back to red, which it used to be, with henna. Mm-hmm. And everyone is, like, really surprised and shocked by, like, how red it is and how, like, 90 years old she is. And she's <laughs> like, 
they've restored me to my natural color, these girls, and I've recovered from my illness, and so it has started growing again in my yeah. natural color. And I just think that's <laughs> they've the restored funniest. my youth. Yeah, I just think that's <laughs> the funniest thing that she's just going around, like, unabashedly just being like, oh, look how my hair mm-hmm. is growing now in this color. <laughs> she's so I good. love her. So he goes off to baths. Mm-hmm. And he gets a hotel in the nicest part of the place. And he's going to go find them. And he, he shows up and does. they're gone. So then he goes down to the storefront area of baths. Oh, and wait. Before he does, though. Oh. Sorry. Wait. What? I don't know when this was. I'm just flipping through my notes. Wait, he goes out with Freddie and it says, the two friends got quietly and companionably drunk. <laughs> companionably drunk. Mm-hmm. is the funniest the thing in the times. world. And I just wanted to share that with you HBs if you ever want to yeah. get companionably <laughs> drunk together because that is the yeah. best. Sorry. Aaron. All right. I do believe we've been companionably drunk together. Right. Oh, yes, so. we have. Oh, also, the reason that Abby left was that the letter, because the letter said, I'm going to ruin. You're you need gonna, to leave. Yeah, you need to leave or you're going to, what will they say about Lord Davenham? And Lady Beatrice. And so Lady Beatrice did try to keep her there. Yeah. But she was like, I have to go or your house is going to be ruined by what sluts we are. So that's right. Yeah. We're super sluts. Mm-hmm. So he shows up and he immediately just comes up and kisses on her like a big oh my gosh. movie sweeping kiss. What? Me find it. Yes, please. Oh, when he's trying to explain himself to Lady Beatrice, she says, oh, spare me the thought processes of men. Just one of the best mm-hmm. lines I've ever read in a book. Spare me the thought processes of men. That's okay. right. Um, oh, okay, here it is. He'd almost lost her because of his own stupid stubbornness. The thought chilled him to his spine. Never again. On that thought, he stepped closer. Abby. She turned, her mouth forming a delicious O of surprise. She was pale, and her eyes, though beautiful, were a little heavy. He was not the only one who had been losing sleep then. Lord Davenham, how did you... (laughs) (laughs) He kissed her right there in the street. At the first taste of her, a deep rush of hunger set in his head, spinning. He'd wanted so long for this, for her. He thought he'd lost her, and now he'd found her. Max, what are you... (laughs) He kissed her again, indifferent to the... and muttering of the scandalized passers-by. He feared he might never again hold her with her taste, her sweet, intoxicating abbiness. It really does. So the, the clumps are written. Um, yeah, they are. They're, great. they're so good. So he and takes her then, back to his hotel. Wait, no, you cannot fast forward to that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's like, we need to talk. We need to go to a hotel right now. And her sisters are right there for this whole thing. Yeah. And... Jane, poor sweet innocent Jane says, but if you take her back to a hotel, won't she be compromised? Jane asked. Max nodded. I certainly hope so. Abby's <laughs> eyes widened. A delicious blush colored her cheeks, but she didn't say a, say a word. Jane looked prepared to argue the point until Daisy elbowed her firmly in the ribs. Ignoring Jane's surprised look, the little cockney winked at Max, turned to Abby and said, well, go then, Abby, run along and get the, <laughs> run along and let the nice man compromise you. Compromise you. You know you want to. Max <laughs> grinned. He'd always liked Daisy. Oh, I've always liked Daisy. Yeah. Oh, she's so good. So then they go to a hotel. Yeah, they do. And he's like, I'm in love with you. I've been in love with you the whole time. 
you're the best. Mm-hmm. I want to marry you. La 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 la. They make out. Then he's like, we got to stop it. Oh, he proposes to her. He gives her the one ring that Lady Beatrice had left. No, Lady Be- Beatrice found her rings. Yeah. We don't know how many there are. Oh, but sure. I'll, I'll ring. And so this is an emerald ring. Which, and, by the um, way, you guys, it's not a good engagement ring stone. I tried to do that and all the jewelers told me that it's too soft and it'll get all scratched up so if you're thinking about an emerald engagement ring just so you know a good jeweler wouldn't sell you one for that because it gets scratched okay interesting yep. so um, soft stones mm-hmm. so then he's like we gotta stop this otherwise like it's gonna it's gonna go places but she, she's, she's like i wants it to go places yeah she well, so, she sees like he's like got a boner, and she's like, oh, yeah. "Would you like some help being released from those buttons?" And he's like, <laughs> "No, that's probably a bad idea." And he's like, "I can wait until we're married," and she's like, "I can't, I can't." <laughs> Ooh! And then it's on TM TM. So they uh they do some sexes, and it's it's good, it's fine, but like as far as like three, I've waited three hundred pages for this. Sure. There weren't fireworks for me. We read two books that concluded with sex. The other one yes. is Ice Capade. I would say that was a more beautiful sex scene. Mm. Except for the satiny ripples. Except of- for the satiny <laughs> ribbons of his <laughs> excitement. Of- what was it? Satiny like ribbons? I don't know. I don't remember. Sa- oh, wait, it was jets. It was satiny jets. jets of- ribbon jets. I don't remember. But I remember jets Ugh. being part of it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. whoa, like a hot tub. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and then they they get married at Davenham home, right? Mm -hmm. In his little his little kirk, his churchyard at home. Autumn in autumn, (laughs) autumn bride. Yes, and oh, and it's really cute because like they they go off to get ready because she doesn't want to like flaunt to all of her sisters that they're already doing it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful wedding and. I don't remember what the epilogue is, but it's, it's the wedding. Adorable. The wedding is the epilogue. Oh, it is? The end oh, of the right. book is the they're done with sex and they're in a snuggle and they say that's right that they neither they're going to make a home together and she's like I've never had a home before and she like has a tear and he's like neither have I you know because he's oh. been traveling and in the boarding house or whatever so oh. and then the epilogue is the wedding yes and it's so good mm-hmm. Daisy makes her the most beautiful dress. Mm-hmm. Yep. Daisy's dream right. is to be a dress person, a more a more sh- a modiste. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just okay. don't have a reason to learn the words. There's no I hear reason you. to, except that I have this podcast. I hear you. Okay, Aaron, do you have a lady love? I have an embarrassing lady love. Yeah, 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 the- yeah, yeah. <laughs> those the best kind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, those are that's. That's roughly half of my lady loves. That's fair. (laughs) I mean, it's not embarrassing like crotchless leggings embarrassing, but it's... That's not embarrassing either. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. This is real world embarrassing. All right, guys, listen. It's it's trendy. Trendy is not the right word. We have a lot of options in this day and age, and one of those options is chewy vitamins. Vitamins that taste like candy. There's the, the sugar bear ones. Yeah. There's the multivitamin ones. There's the folic acid. You can do anything with chewy, delicious vitamins. Uh-huh. Here's a PSA from Aaron. Here's a lady love from Aaron. Okay. If you're going to have delicious, chewy, gummy multivitamins, yeah. keep them in a place where you're just going to take one. 
like the place where you brush your teeth in the morning before going to your place of business. Or if you work in the home, maybe lock them up in one of those 24-hour containers. Because here's what I do. Oh, no. I keep mine at work. And did I tell you like a year ago when I had vitamin A poisoning? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Only you, bitch. Well, here's the thing. I get so busy and then I work through lunch and it's like chaos, you know, and then you're like, oh, my tummy's really rumbling. I'll just eat like a couple of those multivitamins. Like, and the pro- you're only supposed to take two. And I probably was taking like maybe, I don't know, six every oh, once God. in a while. And I got these like weird sores. Obviously. <laughs> You were ODing. <laughs> the corner of my mouth. And I was like, these aren't cold sores. These are weird. And I don't even get cold sores. So, like, this is like a weird thing. And then I Googled it and it's vitamin A poisoning. And I was like, oh, wow, this is sad. So that happened. And I thought that I learned my lesson. No. No. So just, like, listen, guys, don't keep them in a place where you're hungry because you might end up with vitamin poisoning. I hope I'm not the only one in the world. Or just, like, invest in some gummy bears? Like, I don't know. Or or just, like, don't. Like, just don't. Like, just have or some just, like, level of Or just, like, go get a burrito, Erin. Especially after the first time. Yeah. Feed <laughs> yourself. After the Wench. first time you had vitamin A poisoning, <laughs> to not be like, meh. <laughs> I'll do it again. Like, I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. But so I that's would- my lady love. Don't. I would say just keep some frozen burritos around instead. <laughs> yeah, I should probably do that. That's, yeah. That's probably smarter. <laughs> All right. My lady love is lame, but um, just fucking true. So here it is, guys. The weather has finally decided that it's going to be like spring slash summer here. Ha. Oh, and- okay. You, you added here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here. Um, And... I've been, like, yesterday, I just got up with Ember, and instead of, he's become a little bit of a TV tyrant. We didn't give him um, screen time for, like, the first two years of his life. And so now, you know, we do, like, every once in a while, but it was, like, five minutes of a Disney song or whatever, you know? And now he's, like, demanding specific shows that I didn't even know existed. And I don't... He doesn't watch TV, like, anywhere else, so I don't know how this happens. Anyway, so yesterday morning, he was like, Thomas, watch... Thomas, watch (laughs) Word Party! Watch Octonauts! And I was like, bro, you get yourself outside. So I just took him, and we didn't take a stroller or anything. We just went to the park, and we tootled around. We went on this walking path that overlooks the river. We, you know, we watched the construction vehicles that were near there because he's fucking obsessed. Uh-huh. And yeah, and then this morning, oh, and then uh, we came back, and I had, I had breakfast out on our like out in our backyard at our little Ooh. table. This morning, I got up and I was watering everything and I decided just to take some extra time to do some weeding and like, just get outside if you can, because boy, howdy, I feel so much better when I can just like take some time outside. Can I tell you, I feel so much worse Oh, <laughs> hearing your story. <laughs> oh, do you see one. what I'm wearing? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. But I'm not the cold one. You're the cold one. I am the cold Melody one. Melody is wearing a tank top. I'm wearing like I'm wearing like a duster sweater. It's uh-huh. so cold all the time. Ugh. Move. Yeah. Oh, and we we lost our window. 
I can't talk to you about it now. We'll have to okay. talk to we'll right. have to talk Fair. about it on the bonus episode. But <laughs> we have we have a whole window that's covered in cardboard right now. Oh no. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's yeah, my lady love. That's it. Get outside. Eat outside if you can. But don't eat more gummy bear vitamins than no. is the prescribed dosage. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because vitamin A will get you every time. Yeah. Or you know what? Just swallow the regular vitamins, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. At Heaving Bosoms on Instagram. At Heaving underscore Bosoms on Twitter. Heaving Bosoms Podcast at gmail.com. Facebook is Heaving Bosoms Podcast or our fan group cult is the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. And then now we have a website, which is heavingbosomspodcast.com. All right. So keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love the Chance Sisters. (laughs) Simple, but fine. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) All right. Bye, Erin. Bye, ML. Hi, I'm Nicole, Sarah, Hillary, and we're the hosts of the Feminine Mistake podcast. Each month we sit down with a guest to watch movies that are 20 years or older and see how they hold up to today's modern feminist lens. Why do mermaids have such low self-esteem? Why is it so funny when men take care of babies? What exactly did Jenny die of in Love Story? These are the kind of hard questions we ask ourselves on the Feminine Mistake podcast. The Feminine Mistake podcast, now available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podbean. Do you guys think that was okay? Yeah, I don't know. We sounded kind of shrill. Really? Yeah, women's voices are just so grating on the radio. Yeah. Oh, man, you're right. Yeah, I mean, have you ever heard those guys over at the Nerdist or Last Podcast on the left? I mean, they're just biologically more funny than we are. That's so true. Yeah. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas. Okay, back to the show.